Well, hello there, friends, and welcome to the Shellac Stack. My name is Brian Wright, here with another batch of 78 RPM records from my collection. It's an assortment of music from the first half of the 20th century. And on today's program, we'll be hearing tunes from the 1920s, 30s, and 40s, mostly in the jazz and dance band vein, a few big bands thrown in. And we're going to start with a record made in January of 1931 by Wally Edwards and his orchestra. Well, (laughs) that's what the label says. It's really band leader and manager Ed Kirkaby and his group. Ed Kirkaby, born in 1891, probably best remembered today as the founder of the California Ramblers and later as manager of pianist Fats Waller. He made quite a few records under various names in the 1920s and 30s, often under some sort of permutation of his real name, which was Wallace Theodore Kirkaby. So from the Theodore, we get Ted, and sometimes he was billed as Ted Wallace. And as I say here, he's billed as Wally Edwards and his orchestra. Really just a contingent of the California Ramblers as they existed in 1931. The tune by Roy Turk and Fred Allert was a big hit in that year. It's called Walkin' My Baby Back Home. It's Clarion Record 5226-C. my baby back home we go long harmonizing a song or i'm reciting a poem owls go by and they give me the eye walking my baby back home we stop for a while she gives me a smile and snuggles her head to my chest we start into pet and that's when i get her talcum all over my vest after i kind of straighten my tie she asked to borrow my comb One kiss then I continue again Walking my baby back home
pleasant recording of Walkin' My Baby Back Home, starting this edition of the Shellac Stack. That was Ed Kirkaby and his orchestra, or if you prefer, the California Ramblers, or if you prefer what the label says, Wally Edwards and his orchestra. And the label of the record gives vocal credit to Wally Edwards, which most discographers interpret to mean that Ed Kirkaby himself is singing the vocal chorus. I have my doubts about that. I've heard other recordings of Ed Kirkaby and I tend to find his voice sounds a bit more in the baritone range and a bit more rough around the edges, perhaps. Uh, Not to say he was a bad singer, but I don't think in other recordings he sounds as polished as the singer here. And I've auditioned several other Wally Edwards and his orchestra records from about this time, bearing the vocal credit to Wally Edwards, and they all sound the same, but I don't think it's really Ed Kirkaby singing, but I am at a loss (laughs) for who else to suggest as the vocalist there. Quite a digression. Let's move on to some more records. But first, if you're just joining us, welcome. My name is Brian Wright, and this is the Shellac Stack, a program on which I play 78s of the first half of the 20th century. And up next, we're going to head into the mid-1940s for three records in a row, all of these instrumentals. First, we'll hear Larry Clinton and his orchestra on a Cosmo record from April of 1946. It's Cosmo 482. The tune associated with Duke Ellington is Solitude. After that, pianist Herman Chittison with his trio on the Musicraft label give us an Irving Berlin tune. The song is ended, but the melody lingers on. It's from December of 1944. And then wrapping up this set, something a little hotter from Count Basie and his orchestra, a Count Basie original called The King, issued on a Canadian Columbia record C837 from February of 1946. So some jazz and big band stuff of the mid-40s, beginning with Larry Clinton.
Stuff from Count Basie and his orchestra, and nicely recorded too, from February 6th, 1946, a record made in New York and pressed in Canada, in London, Ontario, at the Spartan record company there, Columbia C837. That was called The King. Back to the late 20s and early 30s now, beginning with a dance record by Earl Burtnett and his Los Angeles Biltmore Hotel Orchestra a band I like very, very much. This is a Brunswick record made in Los Angeles on May 11th, 1929. Paul Gibbons is the vocalist here, and the song, one that I like quite a bit too, is called Nobody But You. I think first of a really wonderful version made of this by Fred Rich's orchestra on the Columbia label at about this time, but the Earl Burtnett holds its own. After that, we'll turn to Russ Carlson and his orchestra, 
a house band at the Crown label in the early 30s. Dick Robertson will be the vocalist, billed as Bob Dixon, on a song that I think of uh, in association with Coon Sanders' original Nighthawk Orchestra. It's called I Know You're Lying, But I Love It. It's Crown 3301. And then wrapping up the set, Freddie Martin's orchestra, under the pseudonym of Bob Causer and his Cornelians, a melatone record from April of 1933. Elmer Feldkamp is the vocalist. It's melatone 12671. Let's call it a day. First up, Earl Burtnett and his Los Angeles Biltmore Hotel Orchestra. Thank you. 
wonderful, dear. I know you're lying, but I love it. I fall for all you buzz in my ear. I know you're lying, but I love it. You say nice things, too good to be true. But how many have you told them to? It's cruel to fool a heart that's sincere. I know you're lying, but I love it. Just like two old vets, let's 
say we took what came, let's call it a day. Let us say that we just can't pretend, and we know it's the end, so why delay? Let's call it a day. No matter what the label says, as soon as you hear that sax section, you can tell it's a Freddie Martin record. Let's Call It A Day was the title of that tune, written by Lou Brown and Ray Henderson, without their longtime partner, Buddy De Silva. This was just a Brown and Henderson song. It came from the musical review Strike Me Pink. That was recorded April 13, 1933, the vocalist Elmer Feldkamp. Before that, from the previous year, February of 1932, We heard Dick Robertson singing with Russ Carlson and his orchestra, I Know You're Lying, But I Love It, Crown Record 3301. And starting the set, Earl Burtnett and his Los Angeles Biltmore Hotel Orchestra with vocalist Paul Gibbons from 1929, Nobody But You. Up next, I have a fun little record by a singer credited as Paul Wynn. We know this to really be a guy named Phil Winston, or if you prefer his real, real name was Phil Weinstein. He was from Brooklyn, and he made a handful of so-called party records in the mid-1940s, and yes, we'll be hearing one of those. It's on the Cocktail Party Songs label, record number 303. Not to worry, there's nothing too terribly risque in this one, no foul language or anything, although there, of course, are some (laughs) rather suggestive moments. The record is called Tattooed Lady, and no, this is not Lydia, the tattooed lady that you may be familiar with from the Marx Brothers film. No, this one is simply called Tattooed Lady, and in it we hear about a singer who uh, idolizes this tattooed woman who decides to return the favor by putting a tattoo of his face, but uh, you'll have to listen to find out where. Okay, Tattooed Lady now, here's Phil Winston. Oh, listen to my story, boys, I need your sympathy. The tattooed lady in the circus fell in love with me. And to prove her love was sweet like sugar cane toddy. She had my picture tattooed on her body. She has the landing of the pilgrims on her shoulder. And on her back she had the sunset in the west. And right beside her dimple knees she has two great thick apple trees. And the pyramids look lovely on her chest. And when she decided that she'd like to add my picture, she simply could not find a vacant spot, you see. So she tattooed my poor face in the most peculiar place. Now whenever she sits down, she sits on me. (laughs) 
She has a small gardenia tattooed on her elbow And on her hip she has the lovely Queen of May And underneath her shapely spine if you close all palamine You can see the famous road to Mandalay She has a rusty hinge that's tattooed on her kneecap It looks so real it squeaks each time she bends her knee But she filled me with disgrace When she added my poor face For whenever she sits down she sits on me Now do you wonder why I'm looking sad and worried And do you wonder why I'm feeling mighty low Sometimes I'd like to take a chance And kick her right square in the pants But if I do I'll only kick myself I know The only time when anyone can see my picture Is when the tattooed lady takes a bath, oh gee I get black and blue of course Every time she rides a horse Cause whenever she sits down she sits on me I suppose by most party record standards of the day that one is fairly tame Though it still elicits a bit of a smile Phil Winston singing under the name of Paul Wynn with Tattooed Lady from about 1946, issued on the Cocktail Party Songs label, record number 303. Back in the late 1930s and on into the 1940s and early 50s, there was a thriving business for these party records. They wouldn't often be stocked out in the normal shelves of record stores. You had to ask for them, and they were sold somewhat under the counter. But the public appetite for these seems to have been fairly large. I turn up quite a number of these uh, today. At one point, I made a habit of collecting them, not seriously, but I would pick them up whenever I see them, but I just started to see them so often, and uh, the formula tends to wear a bit thin, so I've kind of stopped collecting them. But uh, David Deal has put together a website called The Blue Pages in which he documents hundreds and hundreds of these things. Unfortunately, it seems to no longer be online, but it is still accessible through the Internet Archive, through their Wayback Machine. You can go and look through the pages of the Blue Pages and find out more about some of these party records of the 1930s and 40s. Occasionally, some celebrities like Cliff Edwards made party records, but usually it was these sort of unknown, unidentified singers uh, cranking out these um, risque songs, uh, usually with maybe fairly limited artistic merit, but I suppose they were fun. Okay, back to some more serious music now with Graham Bell and his Dixieland jazz band from Australia, but here recorded in Prague in Czechoslovakia in November of 1947. Graham Bell and his band were on a tour through Europe and they stopped in the Suprafon studios in Prague and cut a number of sides in late 1947. This one features Aid Monsbro on the vocal for Organ Grinder, a tune written by Clarence Williams. After that, we'll hear from Bob Stanley and his orchestra, something on the sweeter side, a varsity record from also 1947, Joe Allen, the vocalist on Wonderful One, a beautiful waltz that goes back to the early 1920s, written by Dorothy Terrace, along with Paul Whiteman and Ferdy Grofay. Dorothy Terrace, uh, responsible for 3 o'clock in the morning as well. The song, that is. (laughs) 
and, and finally, in this set, we'll hear from Brother Bones and his shadows. You'll probably know Brother Bones from his famous recording of Sweet Georgia Brown, in which he plays Bones to the tune. Uh, it was picked up by the Harlem Globetrotters as their theme for many, many, many years. Maybe it still is. But we're not going to hear that one. We're going to hear Brother Bones do Doll Dance, a tune by Nacio Herb Brown. This was also recorded in 1947. So three records now, beginning with Graham Bell. All of these a little bit different, but all of them a bit fun. Hope you enjoy. Thank you. 
in your keeping and calling to you soft and low. My wonderful one, whenever I'm dreaming, love's love light a gleaming I see.
pleasant, relaxed rendition of Doll Dance, played by Brother Bones, who also contributed the whistling. That was tempo record TR-668 from about 1947. The tempo label was fairly short-lived. It existed in the late 1940s into the early 1950s. They did make some 45s and LPs early on and seemed to have disappeared largely by the mid-50s. Something that has long puzzled me about the tempo label, though, is that all of the records state on the label that they are custom-made records. And this causes me to scratch my head a bit because when I hear the phrase custom-made records, that usually indicates that it's a sort of a private recording uh, pressed up just for the performer. You know, uh, those personal records that performers would go into the studio and pay a flat fee to have themselves recorded and a set quantity of records pressed. But that doesn't seem to be the case with tempo. They definitely had their own catalog. They advertised in Billboard. They seem to be regular commercial releases, so I'm not quite sure why they were billed on the label and on the record sleeves as custom-made records. If anybody has any more information about that, I would appreciate hearing from you. Shellacstack at gmail.com. Uh, just send me a note if you know why these are billed as custom-made records. Another curious thing about tempo records of this era is that they often credit the song on the opposite side of the record. So, for instance, we just listened to Doll Dance, and that's the title given in big, bold font on the label. But underneath that, it says Opposite Side, Chinatown. And sure enough, if you flip the record over, you get the song Chinatown. Not quite sure why they would tell you what song is on the other side. You could easily flip it over and see it. I imagine that would only be useful to radio stations and uh, maybe jukebox operators, but evidently they thought enough of it to put it on all the labels. Anyway, before Brother Bones, we heard Bob Stanley and his orchestra in 1947. Wonderful one. And starting the set, Graham Bell and his Dixieland jazz band, Organ Grinder. Three more now, beginning with the original Memphis Five in 1926. We'll hear a Jack Yellen and Phil Wall song called Static Strut. Then Paul Ash and his orchestra, also in 1926, a recording made in Chicago, give us What Can I Say After I Say I'm Sorry? Milton Watson, the vocalist. And then we'll hear from Harry Raderman and his orchestra, an OK recording from May of 1927 issued in Argentina on the Odeon label. It's Sweet Marie. Three more here, beginning with the original Memphis Five. Thank you. 
I'm sorry. What can I do to prove it to you? I'm sorry. I didn't mean to ever be mean to you. If I didn't care, I wouldn't be like I do. I was all wrong, but right or wrong, I don't blame you. Why should I take somebody like you and shame you? I know that I made you cry, and I'm so sorry, dear. But what can I say, dear, after I say I'm sorry?
Okay, let's see if we can slip in one more record today from July of 1930. Don Azpiazu and his Havana Casino Orchestra, Victor 22483. The tune is called True Love. Piazu and his Havana Casino Orchestra wrapping up this edition of the Shellac Stack with True Love. My name is Brian Wright. Thanks so much for joining me this hour for 78 RPM Records. I hope you heard a few that you liked. Maybe enough to come back next time when we'll do it again. Until then, thanks for listening. Take care and bye-bye. <laughs>